You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at even a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash Whenever you want, it called action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 215 of the big show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, yeah, sorry. A little little late here. A little, uh, you know, a day late. Uh, well, not really a day late. Mid, you know, normally, I know it's out usually really bright and early in a Wednesday morning. But you're kind of getting this uh, Wednesday evening. I apologize. Um yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, last night, uh, you know, we got busy, had some supper, uh, ended up getting, uh, like a massage and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of almost like a physical therapy type, uh, deal. Um, you know, my wife and I, and, uh, yeah, by that time, uh, you know, I got down here and I hit, uh, I hit record at about 10 o'clock last night, talked for about 15 minutes. And then I just stopped and it's like, you know what? I just don't want to do this. Just not in the mood, and uh, yeah, I'm like, ah, eh, I'll do it Wednesday. Um, so I apologize. I know you know people have their you know your your listening schedules and everything, but uh, yeah, I just really wasn't feeling it. Um, yeah, and it's just like right now this time of year, um, you know, kind of that 
May, June, July, August is my busiest time of year at work. Um, and, you know, other than the long weekend, I've worked every day for about a month and a half now. Um, so it's just starting to wear down. And, uh, yeah, and like I said, Saturday night I recorded. And then, you know, Sunday you get busy with yard work and out to the in-laws. And then uh, Monday morning you're up at 5 a.m. to go to work and, uh, you know, get home. Had some running around to do. Next thing you know, it's Tuesday night. And I got to put an episode out. So, I mean, the turnaround's pretty fast. And, uh, yeah, honestly, I just wasn't really prepared. And, um, yeah, and uh, I just wasn't feeling it. So I apologize. But here I am now. Um, what I did do, though, um, yesterday in the morning, because um, I was really racking my brain because it was just like, it was just one of those things. It's like, what am I going to talk about? Um, you know, yeah, there's some, I mean, playoffs. Oh, okay, playoffs. Um, but it's just like, okay, what is there, like I said, what has there been, oh, oh, I think there was a fight last night, so we're up to seven fights and 80 playoff games, so, okay, you know, and I mean, other than that, I mean, bleh, you know, so I mean, you know, I mean, I guess I could do lists and whatever, and, you know, but, eh, you know, and I mean, I always go back to lists, those were a good, uh, kind of a safety net, kind of a crutch thing, but, uh, I know Tim, Tim's fired up for some lists, but I don't have one for him today. Um, what I did instead was it was the age old debate, right? And I, and I know, I know, uh, Cliff, you're right. Um, um, why do I do this to myself? I was, I was really questioning it, but, um, as, as brutal as it was in some instances, it was, I very, I, I did get a very positive, some very good responses from people, from a lot of people, and they gave their opinion. Um, whether I agreed with them or not, but they gave an opinion and that's how they feel. And that's what I wanted. And basically it's the age old debate, uh, Probert or Brown. Everybody's kind of got them one, two in their top tens. I mean, you could, a lot of Ben Wilson might be in there. LaRock might be in there for some folks, but whatever. But generally it's a Probert, Dave Brown, one, a one B one or two, that kind of thing. That's always been since the day I got on fight message boards way back in like 1998 or whatever. Um, you know, everybody likes top tens and everybody argues their top tens. And, and it's one of those things. It's, I mean, it's really, there's no right answer. I mean, how, how do you prove it? Right. I mean, but, um, it's fun. It's fun to have the debate and, uh, throw out different points. And I will say over the years, um, I was always a Probert uh, number one guy. Um, now, I wasn't about to start yelling like some of the fucking people I had reply to me. It's Bobby and nobody's even close. I mean, that's just idiocy. I was never that guy. But I was always, ah, Probert's my one guy, number one. Um, but as the years have gone on and people have made arguments for Dave Brown or Ben Wilson, you know, or whatever, whoever their number ones are. Um, and as, you know, and then as the fight boards and message boards and you sort of immersed yourself, I immersed myself into that type of thing. Um, you start reading, you know, and then of course video, much more video became available and I start seeing all the Brown stuff and it's like, God damn, you know, this, you know, and, it, and I never had to be convinced that Dave Brown was tough. I mean, obviously I knew that, but I mean. You know, it was like, oh, you know, these guys got... Because at one time, it was Dave Brown number one. Was this guy crazy? Yeah, this guy's bringing up some valid points, you know. And it just certainly just didn't want to dismiss it. And uh, and I've always claimed, and it's true, and I've always tried to 
on this show be objective. And, uh, I mean, granted, it's my, it's my show, so it's my opinion, but <coughs> I've always tried to remain, um, uh, very open on even keel, both sides. Like, and hey, you got longtime listeners know. I don't care. I mean, I'll, I'll shit on a motherfucker. I don't care even if I like him. I've shit on Reeves before. I like Reeves. I've shit on Reeves. I've shit on Probert before. And he's probably my all-time favorite enforcer. I mean, no one's safe. I mean, if, if, you know, I mean, I, I don't wear blinders and rose-colored glasses. And I put, when I hit record on this, I put the pom-poms down. And you're not just getting some fanboy shit. Um, you know, cause I don't think that, I don't think that serves any purpose at all either. So, um, has anybody, this completely, is anybody else having this problem? This Miller Genuine Draft, um, I'm drinking some bottles. And for the last, like, I never had this problem. It's always been one of my favorite beers. Drank it, you know, whatever, for 20 years. And, uh, you know, no problems. But in about the last year, two years, it doesn't matter if it's cans or bottles, even if they've been sitting in the fridge for weeks or whatever. If you open them, all of a sudden, it's like instant foam. Like, it's like somebody shook them. But, I mean, no one shook them. And it's been like that for, like, a year. And I, and I never had that problem before. But I don't know why all of a sudden, like, what's MGD's deal here? Anyway, hold on. Yeah, anyway. Squirrel. Um, yeah. No, just got home from work here, folks. Like I said, I got to record this episode because I left you hanging this morning. Um, but, man, it was 30 out today. It was hot. Oh, Sweat and just got out of the shower. Is there anything better than shower beers? I don't know. Pretty tough. But uh yeah, got a few MGDs here for the for the occasion. Um anyway. Yeah, so I mean the Dave Brown thing. It's um what was I just saying about Dave Brown? Holy yeah, we're off to a hot start here, seven minutes in. Uh <laughs> No, but there was there was always um you know, at one time you're oh my god, it's crazy, you know, but then you start seeing the brown stuff and it's like, eh, you know, like I said, he's making some solid points and and, uh, yeah, well, that's what it was. And it's like, yeah, I always try to, like, take the Homer shit out of this. Because to me, that's just obnoxious and ignoring. It's just, yeah. I mean, everyone has their favorites and guys they didn't like. Or what? Yeah, I get it. But I don't know. It's this whole. But, I mean, that's, that's social media in a nutshell. is like, just this outright Homerism. Like, you can't see anything other than us and we. Uh, idiocy. Anyway, I've already yeah, I've already yelled about that stuff many times, so I won't do that. But um, yeah, so I think today we're gonna. Uh, uh, anyway, I asked yesterday morning on not only my social media but in a couple of the different fight groups. Yeah, uh, Probert or Brown, fighting ability only, uh, and why was the question? And uh, I will uh, go over the responses with you, and we'll we'll kind of dissect a few of them and. Uh, a few of the more intelligent ones, and uh, we'll talk about it. Um, like I said, it's it's a it's a polarizing subject, um, uh, but but I mean, really, like I said, there's what, what what is the right answer? There is no right answer, and like I said, we're just old fight fans here. We're just sitting here bullshitting, right? So, you know, never hurts to talk, right? You know, let's talk this out. We'll see we'll see what's out there in in terms of ideas. But uh, before we get into that, I have a few. Yeah, I'm not really, I guess it's playoff observations, but a few things I want to talk about. But, uh, 
before I get into that, obviously, uh, the sponsors. As I said at the top of the show, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, for my off-network friends. Oh, we're down to one. Um, yeah. Um, well, first, uh, Alec uh, over at the Five for Fighting podcast there. Uh, that mud show up moved up to North Carolina, but he's really putting the corner. He's marketing. He's 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 got the corner, uh, uh, or the market cornered on East Coast League guys. Um, he just had uh, Chris Ortabody on his show. Uh, young a youngster, his first year in the East Coast League, and uh, like I said, a really good interview. I enjoyed it. Uh, college guy that uh, ended up uh, on Norfolk, and uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I checked out a couple of his fights. It was really digging him. So it was cool to hear uh, a young person's uh, perspective on the game. Like I said, as as much as I yell and scream out the window about how terrible today's hockey is and everything else, um, I respect hearing from the athletes. And uh, someone, like I said, kind of like uh, Cade uh, McNally, um, you know, kind of that embodies that old school spirit. Um, you know, I would say they're born probably 20 years too late, but... Uh, you know they they have the uh, they have the they have the eighties nineties vibe about them, but uh, no, so that was cool. But uh, Alec has a tremendous back catalog by Lois Ray Segroy, uh on and on, and um, yeah, so I definitely definitely encourage you to check his show out. Um, I'm sure we have lots of crossover anyway, so I'm sure a lot of you listening have listened to his show before. If you haven't, again, I encourage you to. Um, also, if you're on YouTube, um, the Five for Fighting uh, YouTube channel. He basically just started up the channel this year, and it was a place to uh, put the East Coast League fights from this year. And again, um, I am obviously, I've, as long-time listeners of this show know, um, I yell out the clouds and rant and rave how shitty hockey is today, and I don't watch it anymore. And I don't. I haven't watched in over a decade. Um, but I also say, hey, you got to give, you got to give the boys their due, uh, and the, they came out swinging this year. Travis Howe, Nico Blatchman, um, Neubauer, uh, Matthew Gagnon, Glotz, um, a lot of guys, uh, in the East Coast League that had some really great fights. And, uh, you know, absolutely. And I enjoyed Alex's channel and, uh, and yeah, and I, I enjoyed the fights. It was, it was nice to kind of get, um, you know, uh, excited about hockey again. Um, I was actually, I was saying it to Jay today, uh, we were talking about, uh, well, my last episode when I was talking about playoff hockey, I said, I, I, I came up, uh, with the in-law, the parents, everybody was over here the other night when the Oilers were playing, and we just had the game on in the background while we were, you know, barbecuing and drinking and whatever, and we just kind of sat there and watched the last bit of it, and I'm just like, but meanwhile, I kind of got my phone, and I'm reading it, and they're, oh, this is so great, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know what's great, this is just pond hockey horseshit. Like, I don't know, it's like no one's hitting anybody. It's like lousy goaltending on both sides. It's just like, it's pond hockey. And But yet I read on Twitter how great the playoffs are. And it's like, I said to, like, if you're a hockey fan, is it almost like, you, like if you're going to claim to be a hockey fan, you have to say the playoffs are exciting? Like, I mean, I get it. If you're a fan of Tampa or the Rangers, I guess, okay, you're in the quarterfinal, whatever, I get it, I get, you know? But... Take, I said, take that away. Take the playoffs and all the shit away. You're a fan, blah, blah, blah. Take that all away. 
And it's Team A versus Team B. Just put blinders on. You don't know anybody. Team A versus Team B. And just out of context, you just watch that game. Are you going to say that game is good? No. It's horse shit. There's, there's no intensity. Like, there's no, no one's mad at anybody. I mean, eh, you know, now and again, there's a little scuffle, scuffle, whatever. A couple hits here and there, maybe. But I don't know. It's a lot of bad goals and best, the most power plays wins. You know, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't get it. Whatever. Again, you want to watch it. I don't care. But, I, but I was, point is, anyway. I was saying to Jay, I said, you know what the the really shitty thing is, and I really wish it wasn't like this. I I, I really wish I could like hockey. I, I really wish I could love hockey again, but it, I know it's never going to happen. But and that's the sad thing. Like I'm never. It's it's just it's never. I and I know I know it's not. I'm I, it's not coming back. I believe me. I spent 215 episodes yelling about how it's not coming back, and yelling at those who think it is. Um. But at the same time, there was a few times in the East Coast League this year, and I wasn't watching games or anything, but just kind of like, you know, maybe Alec, his excitement about it kind of got me fired up. And, uh, you know, what it was like, oh man, you got to see like Newbauer and Howard, it's the four, four times they fought and they had a ride, you know. So it was, it was, it was cool to see that part of it again. Um, you know, so there was moments like that this year in the East Coast League. That haven't been there for a long time for me. So that was fun. You know, the start of the East Coast League season was pretty cool. Like I said, as soon as guys start getting around 10 fights, you know, that'll, that'll put the kibosh on that horse shit. But, um, but overall, yeah, it was fun to see. So it was cool. And, uh, and I enjoyed it. So I definitely enjoyed Alex's channel. So definitely, uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Just hit the little, you know, little bell notification and the subscribe button. Like I said, you're on YouTube anyway. Um, it might not be, I've said this before, um, it might not be a big deal to you. You might not even think about it because you're just viewing it, whatever, you're on YouTube, blah, 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 right? But as a creator and a person that has a YouTube channel, that's a big deal to us for you to subscribe to it. So, like I said, it's just one, boom, you're done. That's it. You don't have to pay for anything or anything, like sign up or whatever, just... Just hit subscribe. That's cool. Definitely do that. Uh, Five for Fighting podcast. And then, we had a retirement, folks. That's right. Get rid of Lazito. That's the last time Broadway Joe Lazito hung it up. Um, yeah, hell of a run. And, uh, yeah, Joe released episode 105, the final episode. Well, okay. Most likely his final episode. Um... But yeah, he did. He did say he is uh, walking away from the from the podcasting, um, unless you know an opportunity comes up where it's one of his. Because um, there's a few guys, the, the Nystroms, the Howitz, the Karens, Goddard, um, kind of the big the big name guys. Uh, he never had a chance to interview. If if the opportunity arises, he'll be back to do a you know one off type of thing. But for the most part, the 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 day to day or the week to week podcasting. He's done. And, um, yeah, and it, and it was a hell of a run. And, uh, and, uh, you know, and Joe, uh, you know, thanked everybody in the show and everything and, and, you know, went into reasons why. And, and I mean, I've talked to Joe privately, um, you know, and so I, I got, you know, I completely understand. 
Um, you know, like when I was little, what do you mean? Like, oh no, I know exactly what he means, believe me. Um, and a bunch of it was, uh, well, he said it on the show, it's not like I'm talking out of school. I mean, um, yeah, and it's the same shit that I've, I've ranted and raved about here, uh, a bunch of times. Yeah, it's try to get guests. Um, it's just a massive pain in the ass. And, um, uh, and a lot of times it, just, it takes the fun out of it and it just leaves you frustrated. And you start to question, you know, what the fuck am I doing this for? For a hobby. A hobby shouldn't frustrate you. And, um, yeah. So, and I mean, and, I mean, and Joe with this time, with the working in, in the city and his commute and everything else, like, you know, you work eight, nine, ten hours and then you got two or three hour commute. And I mean, I can't even wrap my head around a commute like that. I mean, I, I have to go out on the highway here and drive into town, but it's 15 minutes, you know. Uh, you know, and I'm thinking in my mind, it's the end of the world. I mean, I couldn't imagine two hours in and two hours, oh God, you know, but, uh, so yeah, so, you know, by the time you get home, you shower, you have supper. I mean, it's, you know, you, you, you watch 30 minutes of TV and it's time to go to bed, you know? So, I mean, where do you, where, where do you find time to podcast and talk to your wife and talk to your kids and, and everything else? So, I mean, I completely understand the time issue with Joe and, uh, and then, like I said, um, his is an interview-based show, so you're chasing dudes around. And like I said, um, yeah, I, I completely feel his pain on that. And like I said, I've, I've, you know, I've, whatever. I won't get into all of it here, but I mean, I've rant and raved about that on here too. And 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 like he said, common courtesy is, I, I guess, is a dying thing, and people just don't seem to have it. And uh, not again, not everybody. I mean, I'm not, you know, um, but. I mean, yeah, there's been lots of guys I, I get a hold of and, uh, you know, either they read the message and then just never reply, but yet they're still on, like, through Facebook, I'll send them a me- on, in Messenger and they, I see they can, I've seen they've read it. They're still posting on Facebook, but, you know, just can't, can't be bothered to reply. Like, all right, you know, whatever. And then other times it's, oh, I love your show, bro. Yeah, for sure. I'll get back to you. And then, you know, you know, a couple weeks and, Kind of send him a message like, yeah, you still want to do the show? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, let me know what time. Oh, yeah. Oh, does the weekend work? And then that's it. You never hear from him again. And you have no idea how frustrating that is. Meanwhile, then I have other listeners to the show. This is I'm just my my thing. And I know Joe's got, because like I said, Joe's gone through it too. He and I talk about it. And it's, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to do any more interviews? I really wish you'd do more interviews. And it's like, well, yeah, I'd like to get you more interviews too. Tell the motherfuckers, pick up the phone. And I'm trying. You know, and Joe was the same way. And I mean, you have guys go. These are grown men. Like I said from the word go, and I put this on Facebook. If you don't want to do the show, just get back to me and say, you know, no, I'm not interested. Or fuck off. Okay. At least you know. I don't know what this stringing along bullshit for. Like it's goddamn grade six. You know, like, what is this, high school? Like, little high girl drama? Like, what are we doing? Like, just be a man and say no. You're not interested. Or if you're going to if you're gonna commit to something, pick a time. And let's go. I mean, really? You know? Like, I had a guy in May tell me, oh, he'd love to do the show. I'll get back to you in August. You, what? Like, what, what are you, a you know, state senator or something? Like, what, what are you... You know, like last time I looked, you sold used Toyotas. Uh, how are you that busy? I'm like, really? 
Like, okay, like just say no. No one, no one is that busy. I mean, I don't have kids or whatever, but even those people, I know people that have kids. I, they could come to the phone in three months for an hour. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could sneak an hour in to talk hockey in the next three months. Seriously? Like, come on. It's just frustrating. And I've been on the verge. I can tell you, just like Joe, I've been on the verge to, yeah, I'm done. But, um, I was able to do solo episodes and I like doing solo episodes. Joe didn't. Joe wasn't a solo episode guy. And that was the difference. And, um, you know, and, and it was too bad because I always told Joe I liked his solo stuff. But, uh, but I hate, he didn't want to do it. That's why I get it. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I was like, I was, I was listening to Joe's episode and I was getting mad for him. I was getting mad all over again too. So I, I completely understand what, what he's going through and, uh, and it's too bad. But at the same time, um, you know, he put out 105 episodes and, um, yeah. And, and I, and as a, from, uh, as a, from a creator standpoint, it was great stuff. And he, he, he did some interviews that will, um, like Mick Fakota, all his stuff was just, was excellent. And, uh, like I said, thorough. It was, uh, well, well researched. Um, there was a great rapport in the interview with guys. And, uh, and I told Joe, and I said it to Joe in, in, in private, but I, I said, you could be proud of what you've put out there. Because now that it's out in the, you know, out in the internet and whatever, it's, it's there forever. And, uh, and yeah, and to me, that's, and that, and that's really cool. You created something that will be for, if you're a hockey fight fan and you want to know about these guys, here's your opportunity and their story is out there to share forever. And, uh, and I, and I think that's really cool. And I think Joe could be really proud of the stuff he put out. I hope he is. I know he is. I know he is. And he should be. And, um, you know, and he, I know he got most of them. I know there was a few names he didn't get, unfortunately. Um, and unfortunately, Clark Gillies was one of them. And I know that was a big, that was probably the biggest one. And, um, you know, obviously that's not going to happen. And, uh, and, and I, I always say, and that, and I said it when, uh, when Gillies passed away. And, uh, you know, I'll say it again here. And it's a real shame because not only, you know, from a selfish standpoint to hear the interview and everything else, but I think just for anybody out there that was a Clark Gillies fan and everything, um, and I'm not just blowing smoke because Joe's my friend or anything like that. But we, the world, we miss the great Clark Gillies interview. And I'm not trying to be over dramatic and, oh, okay, roll your eyes. Yeah, sure, Darren. You tell me who would interview Clark Gillies better than Joe Lazito? Nobody. I can tell you, I will safely say that no one could. As good and as thorough. Again, from a fight fan standpoint, I'm saying, um, as Joe could, his all-time favorite guy, what got him into hockey, and unfortunately, we never got it. And as fans, we got cheated out of that. Unfortunately, that we never got the great Clark Gillies interview, and it would have been if Joe had done it. And that's the one that really sucks. And I felt I feel for Joe for that, and. Um, I mean, obviously, it's terrible that Clark Gillies passed away. I mean, I'm putting this in the interview contents, the context. Um, but yeah, it was a real shame as fans that we never got 
the Joe Lazito Clark Gillies interview because that would have been outstanding. And for that matter, a nice Jamar Howitt or Karens or Goddard because it would be better than any interview they've done. I know it would be. It would be. And we didn't get it. Uh, maybe we might get those in the future. Hopefully, that'd be nice. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, Coliseum Chronicles has uh, locked the doors, turned the lights off. For now, uh, like I said, he might do a one-off here and there, but uh, uh, for the most part, he is uh, retired. And uh, in the terms of hockey fight podcasting, yes, his uh, Joe's uh, the Coliseum Chronicles banner will go up in the rafters for sure. And uh, Joe, you did a heck of a job. Thank you very much. Um, it was always fun. It, I always enjoyed when an episode came out. Gave me, it got me through the work day. I can tell you that it, pl- it played in a lot of garbage trucks. I can tell you, yeah, uh, yeah. There was a, uh, a lot of job sites heard that heard your voice. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a great show. I hate to see it go. I understand though why it went, and it's, and it is, and it's again as I always say, and until I guess as as in terms of what I can tell you, listeners. Um, Really, until you start doing a podcast, you'll never understand the behind the scenes of what goes into it, the bullshit that goes into it, and and again, we all fully understand that this is our deal. We did it. We did it to ourselves, basically. Um, you know, and we could always quit and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's not. You know, I get it. We all get that. Um, I said, I think what it comes down to when people just don't have just normal common courtesy. Um, that, that's when it's just really disappointing. It's not so much that you can't get the interview because the people say no. That's, I mean, that just sucks on a personal level, whatever. Or they do a different show instead of yours and it's just like, okay, you know. I'm like, oh, I, I talked to you three months ago, but you were busy. But apparently when they phoned, you were, you had a free moment, I guess. You know, but you don't have the courtesy to reply to me, but okay. You know, shit like that. Yeah, you get butthurt about it. Like, it's just... I mean, it's you know, it's like they came to the bar and they hit on the other, they hit on the, on the other girl, not you, right? I mean, okay, you know, whatever. That's a selfish thing, but when it's just a common courtesy, can't even reply back. It's um, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, you you really do start like, what am I doing here? And Alec and I have talked about it. Joe and I, we've all lamented about it. anybody that's had a podcast. It's an interview show. <laughs> ask them, they will have the same the same response but uh, anyway Joe Lazito thanks for 105 episodes my man, you did good, yeah, you did a hell of a job and uh, you should be proud of the work you put out, without a doubt and uh, I know there's some disappointed folks out there but uh, yeah, but like I said with, with, it's out on the internet for everyone to hear forever and ever and uh, thank you Joe, I appreciate it and uh, you did a bang up job but, uh, well, folks, um, well, let's get into this, uh, shall we? A half an hour of rambling and, well, well maybe a half an hour more of rambling. Mm. Well, first thing, I'll just say a little tidbit before we get into the Probert Brown thing. Um, the one thing I did laugh on social media, um, of course, when, uh, uh, Kane hit Kadri there from behind and hurt him and put him out there and. Um, what do you get one game? That was pretty, you know, that was a dirty shot. I mean, some people are saying Kadri, in his attempt to sort of embellish the cross check, sort of injured himself. And yeah, I don't know about that, but, um, 
you know, but you know, at the end of the day, it's it's uh, a fast game, and um, you know, when you you turn into the board, I mean, it's a battle. You want to get the pot, whatever, and yeah, you take a shot at a guy, and you know, you're amped up, and yeah, shit happen. I mean, you know, it's the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. No, did he mean to do it? Eh. I he's trying, you know, whatever. They're digging. They're digging. I mean, I'm sure he didn't go, oh, I'm going to injure this guy tonight. I mean, that's, you know, contrary to some idiot's belief. But, um, uh, of course, my old boy there, the old retired referee, old fired referee, Timmy Peel, who I've, I've taught, he follows my Twitter account for some reason, which is, I don't follow him, which is weird. He follows me, but him and I have gotten into it before. Um, I've said, I've said on this show, I don't know what his deal is. He comes across like he's sort of a big mouth. Well, I think that's what got him fired was his big mouth, was it not? But, um, although I think he kind of got screwed over on that one. But, um, he, he comes across as a big mouth. And, uh, you know, well, anyway, all he tweeted out was karma when he, when Kadri got hurt. Wow, God. Well, that's, uh, you know, everybody's yelling and screaming. Oh, this is what we always thought about referees. Don't tell me they're not biased. And it's like, well, he's not a referee anymore. Um, you know, but, uh, they're sort of, they can't separate fan and referee. They just assumed, you know, whatever, like do refs probably have guys they like and don't like. Well, yeah, they're humans. Of course they do. Um, does hockey happen in a fast split second and they're not really probably thinking about it? Yeah. You know, again, contrary to popular belief, you know, do they have it in for some guys? Yeah, probably, you know, sure. But, you know. I, I don't think it's to the extent that some people do, but okay, whatever. But anyway, with the karma thing and everything else, it's like, well, eh, was he wrong? You know, just saying. I mean, I don't I don't know why we're all talking, like, uh, people are all talking, like, all of a sudden, Codre, yeah, Codre had a great season and everything else, but, you know, it's not like he's the Lady Bing guy. I mean, dude's been suspended six times. I mean, he didn't get suspended for the Bennington thing, and, I mean, probably could have. I mean... You know, I know Burby wasn't really happy about it, and the Blues weren't happy about it, but, you know, whatever. Um, but everybody likes to come to the defense now all of a sudden that, oh, I can't believe Kane would do that. You know, and like, Kadri's just like the halo. Let's polish up the halo a little bit. It's like, well, you know, it, it, in some sense, it is karma, probably. I mean, you know, I mean, I remember Kadri getting eight games for that hit on that guy. You know, it's like, um, you know, go ask that guy what he thinks of Kadri. I mean... You know, so I, I don't, I, before we start spit shining, uh, Kadri's halo, um, you know, was Peel wrong? No, probably not. Um, does Peel have a big mouth? Yeah. You know, and I, I said, the thing is, instead of owning it, all of a sudden now it's, I was hacked. My account was hacked. Oh God, here we go. You know, um, now the whole, I, I already addressed this, the whole, like the, with the group, the St. Louis thing and the whole, racism thing towards Kadri and the messages he was, yeah, fuck those people. I'm, those people are sewer dwellers. I'm not talking about that horse shit. I'm just talking about simply the actions that he's done on a playing hockey. Um, is he, yeah, I mean, is he greasy? Yeah, he is. You know, and so it was sort of, was it sort of, uh, you know, Kane and Kadri, I mean, that's sort of like asshole on asshole crime, is it not? So, um, I get where Peel was coming from. I mean, at some point, there's probably some things, um, that maybe you shouldn't tweet out. Um, you know, I mean, Hurricane Boy 89 can probably tweet that because who the fuck is he? 
But when you're sort of the retired sort of, in somewhat cases, disgraced referee, eh, I don't know if throwing... But at the, now, at this point, he is just a fan for the rest of his life, right? So it's not like he's ever going to get back in the NHL or anything. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, Eddie is free to say whatever he wants, but I don't know. Um, he should. I've seen some of the exchanges he's had. Like I said, um, him and I got into it. And like I said, hit for... He came at me one night, and I don't, like I said, it was late, so I, I even asked him, I'm like, you know, have you been, fuck, what do you have in the bag, or like, what's your deal, man? Cause, it's like, I was out of the blue, it wasn't, I wasn't even addressing him, and he was like, mouthing me off, and like, you know, yeah, I'm like, what are you, some sort of expert? Oh, I'm like, I never said I was. I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever. Um, yeah, you're saying you talk to players. I'm like, yeah, quite a bit, actually. I'm like, I have a whole podcast that, you can go check it out. It's got all the the listings of everybody I've talked to. Yeah, okay, but whatever, bud. All right, I, I guess. I'm like, I I just kept saying, I don't know what your problem is. I, I don't reading comprehension isn't your thing, or like I said, he was just a fucking big mouth goof. Like I don't, I don't know what he was. I don't know what his issue was. And I've seen him get into it with a few people, and it's like. I'm not saying his, you know, obviously, yeah, he's a former referee, so, I mean, he was in the know and, and all that. I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. Obviously, clearly he does. That's, that's not my issue, but it was just like, I, you know, whatever. He's just he's just a mouthpiece. And, uh, and, I, and I, like I said, I, I, sometimes on, on social, like, I, like I said, I don't know if he gets, if he's drunk, if it's drunk tweeting. I mean, we've all done that, you know. I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's that, and or what his thing is, but I don't know. It's kind of whatever. But yeah, so he caused a little grief this week. Yeah, I'm thinking old Timmy should maybe uh, stay off social media for a little, a little bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, uh, another one I was going to talk about was the, of course, the NHL, the Combine event. Um, you know, where all the prospects come and lift weights, blah, 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 do interviews and all that. Um, my brother had sent me an article and he's just like, you got to read this shit. And, uh, it was an article about, about the combine. And it's just like, all right, you know, people want to know why the game is soft as puppy shit. God. Um, again, amazing athletes and all that. I've never, I've never knocked the athletes. They are, they're great athletes, young kids, um, extremely talented, and all that. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, the game isn't going, I was going to say the game is going in the, no, it's gone in that direction. It ain't coming this way. Um, I think that's what drives me up the wall when people go on and on about tough hockey, whatever. It's not. It's, I mean, like I said, maybe to a, a 18 year old it is because they never saw it play any different. Um, but no, it's not. Um, and this sort of just, I mean, I already knew whatever, but it was just like, just reading the article was just so eye-rolling. I mean, they're talking about, like, guys were juggling and singing and throwing candies. And it's just like, what is it? Like, what does that have to do with, like, drafting anybody? Like, okay. I I, I don't know. It's I'll, I'll, I was going to get into all... I'll address that next episode. I will, I'll get into that next episode. Um, I, cause I want to read the article again. I'm going to do some research into what all went down and all that stuff, but it just sounded like, yeah, this is the future of hockey, is it? Oh, yeah. Anyway. 
Uh, okay. While we're at the, almost the 40 minute mark, we probably should get into the main event here. Probert versus Brown for the number one all time spot. Who do you got? The hot, it's been the debate since the, uh, since the message boards and, and people were able to debate each other that, you know, I mean, maybe in the basement or at the game or, uh, you know, at the coffee shop, you know, the boys could sit around and talk about who they think the toughest was. But, uh, when the internet came around, of course, this gave you an opportunity to yell at the world. And, uh, many of the like-minded idiots like myself joined uh, the fried chicken fight site or rink rat or glass rattler or because hockeyfights.com wasn't out for a while. It was about five years into fried chicken that ate that hockey fight started up. So fried chicken was the first big hockey fight site I was ever on. I was on a couple. I can't remember what their names were, but the fried chicken one was the biggest one. And, uh, I know I have a lot of old FC members listening. Um, yeah, man, it was back in like 98, 99. And, uh, you know, the games are all like, there's still lots of fights and, uh, Every game was like, you know, the potential fights. And then, of course, that night when the, you know, most likely didn't now potential fights. You got to wait two weeks to discuss something. Back then, every night there was a game with something in it. And guys would fight. And then, of course, you had your homers on that site too. You had your Ranger guy, your Blues guy, your Bruins guy, blah, blah, blah. Their guy never lost and everyone else sucked. And, you know, oh, that shit's been going on since whenever. But um, there was always... Oh, the ultimate top 10 or the ultimate top 50 or whatever. That's always been debated. And and like I said at the top of the show, um, I was always Probert number one guy. But I like to say I'm open to hear things. And uh, and as the years have gone on and people have made cases for such, for Ben Wilson or a Dave Brown or what have you, it was starting to like, or, you know, or the newer fans, you know, a LaRock or Brashear or a Bougard. I'm not going to do, oh yeah, okay, bud, whatever. It's not even close. Like I said, no, I'm not going to be that guy. I hate that guy. Everything can be discussed and points can be made. We're all adults. I mean, it's not like you have to start name calling because this guy thinks Ben Wilson was number one or this young younger guy thinks LaRock is. So, well, he's a moron. You know, no one needs to be a moron or an idiot or whatever. Everybody, now, if you just say, oh, he's number one, why? Because, well, okay. Now, yeah, you are an idiot. Get lost. Um, but if you have reasonable points and you debate them and whatever, hey, I think I think that's great. And that's what this is all about: is open dialogue and hear other people's points of views. And uh, and yeah, and, and I and I thought it was cool. Um, so let's get into it. So, like I said, at the top of the show, um, I got on social media yesterday and I put. Uh, well, I'll just here, right here. It's right here. Um, I put uh, podcast research, Probert or Brown, and why, based on their fighting abilities only. Um, and and like I said, uh, I got a lot of good replies. Uh, I got plenty of moronic ones. Um, yeah, Probert or Brown, and why they must have missed the and why part and fighting ability only. I don't know how I said to Chris. I said I don't know how much more clear I could make it. I, I didn't make a big, long running sentence. I put it up in, like, point form so it was easy to read because you got to dumb it down, apparently, and it wasn't dumb enough because other... Probert! Bobby number one! And I'd be replying to these people, okay, why? Because, Probert! Okay, well, you're blocked. You're an idiot. Like, just... 
reading comprehension. And one guy, well, you have to remember, Bobby was an all-star, and you'd want him on your... T- Idiot. Did you not... Again, fighting ability only. Yeah, you don't need to give me Probert's Wikipedia page. I'm well aware of what Bob Probert's done. Thanks, tips. I don't need the rundown of his career. I know. I laughed the one guy. He, uh... He told me, well, this is all you really need to know about Probert. And he starts sending me fight videos. He's sending them from my page. Like, oh, you're blocked. You're an idiot. Like, oh, people. Like, I think some people just can't wait just to flap their lips. They just can't. Well, Probert Brown, it's Bob. It's Bob. I got to get in there. Like, just, did you not read anything? Like, so to all you people that had, like, one word replies, you know, fuck you, you know, you're grown reading, reading, try reading. It's embarrassing. Your reading it's a lack of is embarrassing. So thank thank so thank you for nothing. For just muddling up my page and, and you know and taking away from people that actually had decent answers. But yeah, actually it was funny when I put that out on Twitter, the first person who replied to me was Darren Kimball. Um so and he's fought both guys. Actually he, he did very I will. Well, he won't. He's said this before, but he always had trouble with Probert. He he never did very well against Probert at all. Um, but he did really well against Dave Brown. He buckled Brown in one of their fights. Um, but yes, he just simply put, uh, Bob would win more. Dave would hurt more. So it's like, well, if, if well, there you go, if, if anybody would know. Um, uh, yeah, and a, and a bunch of people, and this was sort of one of the points that a lot of people were making. It's like styles make fights, definitely. Um, Probert had more stamina, and Brown tried to, and Brown tried to end it as fast as he could. Um, yeah, and I, and I think, um, and it was sort of the overall sentiment from people, and I completely agree with this. I think Dave Brown was a lot meaner than Probert was. Um, and, and uh, and, and I think and he was not afraid to, um, like, like some people put up, well, at least Probert would square up and Brownie does a lot of jumping people. You know, or I get, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Probert did like some gre- gre- did greasy shit too. So it's not like he's completely like people forget the head biting and the knee lifts and you know, the running of goalie, you know, the running of goalies isn't really with fighting ability, but you know, and I mean, I know some people, well, the one thing I'll get out of the way right away is that people, of course, a lot of people, and I've this is a topic that I've talked about before was people would, would bring up the Jersey thing with Probert. Well, Bob never lost his Jersey. He wouldn't have won half the fights and blah, blah. There's always that guy, right? It's got to bring up the Jersey thing. All right. Well, one, you know, it wasn't against the rules when Probert was doing it. Um, I don't think he did it as much as people seem to think that he did. Um, if you go back and watch his history, um, early on in his career, he never really lost it that much. Um, uh, but, and, and, in the Crowder's case, the Crowder fight is kind of what fucked him up, uh, was the Jersey thing. Um, but I mean, everyone knew it was going to happen. So it wasn't like it was some big surprise. Um, other people were doing it. Um, and if they didn't lose their Jersey, there was modifications. Now for the guy who's yelling about Probert losing his Jersey, have you ever seen Dave Brown's left sleeve? I mean, it is, you know, it is around that that arm like an elastic. Like, I mean, even in that famous chirping video with uh, uh, Tim Hunter and Dave Brown, like, like Tim Hunter says, like, you know, get that get that sleeve a little tighter, you pussy. 
like, uh, like, yeah, his left sleeve was like just on, like you weren't getting a hold of it. You weren't getting a hold of that left sleeve. So there was jersey modifications, not only on Brown, but lots of people had jersey modifications. So, okay, yeah, Probert lost his. Well, yeah, but this guy had, like, Velcro tearaway sleeves, or somebody else had, you know, like they said, the, the goalie cut, the oversized. Or, like, Marty McSorley had, like, it looked like he had weapons in those sleeves, right? Like, about size fives, you know, or, you know, 5XL sleeves. Um, you know, oversized. Other guys would put, like... You know, I, I was like Crisco on their jerseys, so it was slick and you couldn't grab them. I mean, um, people put grooves in their helmet like Kevin Kaminsky. So it's like, yeah, there was lots of tricks to trade back then. So, I don't know. To start yelling about Probert losing his jersey, um, you know, like he's the only one who was doing anything. is kind of like, nah. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, and the other thing was, is just like... As, as Daniel brought up, uh, Probert did it longer and more often has a decisive victory over Brown when they were both in their primes. Probert played regular minutes. Brown only had one role. And, but he did, he did very, he did it very well. All that said, I felt Brown was the more intimidating fighter. Dude was mean and unrelenting. Um, yeah, and that's all true. Um, yeah, and that, and that is another big thing. Probert played, obviously played more minutes in a game. Um, was much more, you know, uh, skilled. So, um, but, um, well, I guess I should have led with this. The, the big thing and the argument, um, that people really could make, uh, the Probert guys could make is like, well, Probert beat him and, and basically didn't knock him out, but put him like, you know, his shot put him down and whatever. Like it was a decisive win for Probert. So it's like, well, Bob beat him. Bob's better. Well, I don't think it's always that easy. Um, especially if it was just one fight, but well, I guess they technically they fought twice. And I guess, you know, people will claim Brown won the first one. Um, it really wasn't much of a fight. So, I mean, eh. Probert had the big decisive win. Um, so, if that's your reasoning, I mean, that's a, that's, hey, that's a very fair, well, Probert beat him. Well, goddamn, you can't get much more. All right. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue at that point. But, uh, you know, at the same time, um, I always like to take into consideration um, well, I, and I think you have to, I mean, it's one thing for all of us fight geeks with all our DVDs and everything to yell and scream this guy, that guy and everyone else. Okay. Um, I think it's when it, when a, a guy like a Kimball or a Stu Grimson or someone that's fought both guys, um, they weigh in on it. Well, that's clearly, um, I mean, I, I mean, have I, I guarantee I've probably seen and watched more Dave Brown and Bob Probert fights than Stu Grimson has. I can guarantee I probably have. I guarantee Stu, I'd be very surprised if Stu went down the route, if Stu owns Bob Probert DVD, the Immaculate Collection, thank you, History of Hockey Fights. Um, I'm pretty sure Stu doesn't have that, so, um, I mean, I'm sure he's probably seen stuff on YouTube, obviously. But I, when it comes to that, I can, I can guarantee I've seen a lot more than Stu Grimson has. But, I have never been punched by either of these gentlemen, and Stu Grimson has. And he has been in it with them, so he is obviously an expert in the field. And um, and Stu Grimson um, has come right out and said that um, he thinks Bob Probert was the best. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, right here. Uh, Stu Grimson, known by the handle, and uh, or Dave Brown, and his fists of renown. <laughs> Brownie had a left hand that was like a thunderclap. 
this was in an era when most heavyweights could beat every other heavyweight on any given night. But nobody, not even Bob Probert, was more feared than Brownie. Fans seemed to view Probert as the heavyweight champ, but anyone who fought both of them would tell you that Brownie hit much harder than Probert, night and day harder. When Brownie landed a punch, it was like being kicked by a mule. That left. There was nothing you could do to acquire that left hand that it hits that hard. You simply have it or you don't. And Brown had it in spades. Another quote, Dave Brown to me was the toughest, baddest, meanest man on the planet. Hey, there you go. And I mean, um, uh, and there you go. There, there, that's from a, that's from a gentleman who's test driven both of them. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, and then another follow up, Mario Roberich on any given night, you can beat the best, but that doesn't mean you are the best. To me, the best fighter is the one that never loses. Dave Brown is a great fighter. Maybe the best the NHL has ever had. Or to me, the best fighters are the ones that never lose. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mario Rivera's George LaRock. Uh, George LaRock talks about being intimidated by Dave Brown. Uh, Dave Brown hadn't even looked at me and intimidated me. I was, I reconsidered what I was aiming for all this time. Was I really built to be an NHL tough guy? Did I really want to spend my life fighting these guys? After facing off with Dave Brown, I couldn't even think about being one of them anymore. Um, yeah, and that was when he was a rookie and Dave Brown was at the end of his career with San Jose. Um, you know, and then you had Tim Hunter. Dave Brown is always a serious threat to break your face. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, when, when Grimson initially, uh, when he was up with Calgary for the first time as a rookie and he beat Brown in Edmonton, uh, and the rematch was coming, Kevin Lowe talks about, uh, Kevin Lowe, team, uh, Dave Brown's teammate, watching Brown mentally prepare himself for the rematch with Calgary's Stu Grimson. I didn't think, I don't think he slept for two days. We flew, we flew down the day of the game. Me, Messier, and a bunch of guys were at the back of the plane and we saw Dave and it was like, holy Christ. He wasn't looking at anybody. He was just sitting in his seat, kind of rocking. He was like an assassin. Or a guy walking into a shootout at the OK Corral. Um, yeah, man. Well, like Stu Grimson said, when he was a rookie there and he beat kind of Brown the first time they ever fought. Like he said, when he first got called up, he goes, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Because now he's got to face Dave coming back in the home and home. And then, of course, we know that basically Grimson got his face broken by Brown. And, uh Yeah. But uh, and Rob Ray to me, Dave Brown is the legitimate heavyweight. He, in my mind, is the best in the league, and that and that he hurts people. He doesn't just fight; he only fights the guys he has to fight. He doesn't go looking for it or anything like that. He just fights when it happens. He's the kind of guy who simply hurts people. When I fought Dave Brown, I was really nervous about it. I always thought of him as the heavyweight champion, and I was almost in awe of fighting him. As he moved in, I said to myself, "Holy fuck, what am I going to do?" Brown has that big reach and that hard left. I was worried about it. <clears throat> Craig Berube. On my mind, Dave Brown is the best. Brown could kill you. He throws that big left, and all I can say is I'm glad I know him and we're friends. Um, yeah, I mean, at the same time, Ruby might be a little jaded or a little little biased there, but uh, Ruby always did well against Probert, though. Uh, Ty Tomey, there you go. To me, Dave Brown was the best. Tall, lanky, and he could throw hard punches. There are doctors and there are surgeons, and then there are brain surgeons. Brown was a brain surgeon. He knew everything about fighting. Um yeah, and then he goes on and on. Basil McCray, Dave Brown doesn't doesn't talk trash on the ice. When Brown says, I'm going to rip your head off, he's not talking trash. He actually means he's going to rip your fucking head off. Yeah. Gene Olgic, the best fights ever had were against Dave Brown because I had to use everything I had. Brown is a really strong guy who can hit really hard. Um, yeah, just going through it. Um, 
you know, Mick Fakota, same thing, Dave Brown. Um, yeah, Ken Danico, a guy like Dave Brown. Not too many guys will want to go with him because they know his rep as a fighter. Dave's been the cream of the crop for a lot of years, and unless you really have to do it, you stay away from him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, oh, yeah, Kevin Sawyer, Dave Brown has a dead-eye calmness about him. That's enough to scare the pants off almost anyone. Add to add that to the fact that he's he's got the left haymaker is really like an end your day maker. You get hit by that, and it's Brown game set match. Um, yeah, I mean, so I mean, there you go. I mean, th- those those are some big name guys, and they're all, um, uh, you know, and they're and they're all, uh, uh, you know, saying Dave Brown. So I mean, that's um, you know, as I said, that that that's a pretty pretty. Uh, pretty uh solid statements uh on on and sort of from the brown camp of of him being number one um um one of the stats that was given to me by uh by uh jay um he had counted i counted 14 times that they played each other with two fights not including preseason and all the games they played versus each other brown didn't fight another wing or a hawk but probert fought six other flyers and oilers um you know which i thought was a pretty cool stat um you know, and then, but the thing with Probert, you can always say, um, I think when it actually came down, like, if you want to, like, obviously with Styles, I think Probert could obviously was, you know, could throw both hands, uh, definitely had the stamina, um, you know, and Probert could draw it out far. In, in terms of, like, entertainment value, I mean, Probert had the big, uh, he, Probert always had, like, the big series of fights, right? The Crowders, the Domi buildup, you know, the Cox fights, I mean, um, there was always some pageantry, you know what I mean, around a Probert fight. You know, Brown was just like, just that serial killer, you know, wrap that shit up quick vibe. And um, just a completely different style. It was more like a blitzkrieg, right? He'd be on you right away. There was no, you know, when they dropped the puck, let's uh, have a have a good tussle, sir. I mean, there was none of that horse shit happening. Um, you know, if, you, if you're you going to stand around, you're going to get it and, you know... And, you know, you can always oh, jump guys or whatever. Eh, you know, whatever. I mean, his job was, when they both, I mean, they, their job was, but, I mean, Brown took it to that level where, yeah, it was to intimidate and scare. You didn't know what was coming. Like like I said, with the, with the testimonials I read you from guys. Um, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's And it's, you know, like I said to the one guy, it isn't about a bunch of clowns on a podcast 30 years later you know, talking about their legacies. I mean, they weren't thinking of that shit when they were doing this stuff. It was about intimidating and winning games. And, um, you know, and was Probert, inti- of course, I'm not saying Probert wasn't intimidating. Of course he was. Um, but I, I, I think, and and I, it got stated a lot in the arguments. I think, it, was Probert the better fighter? I think so. Was Brown meaner? Yes. I think so as well, too. And I think Brown had the power. And, um, and, and actually Nick, um, he brought up an excellent point. Um, I do think Brown was scarier because of his power, like Coaster and Twist. Much like in boxing, Ernie Shavers was the hardest punching heavyweight ever and was absolutely feared. Many ducked him, but no one puts him in all, in Muhammad Ali's class. Ali was considered the greatest, not feared, but you'll lose. That's kind of how I see Probert's guys. That's how I kind of see Probert. Guys hit harder, yes. But that stamina, warrior spirit would take him to victory at the best, of course. Also, comparing classic memorable fights is not even close. 
Probert wins that hands down, partially because Brown would wreck a guy quicker. Yes, but also Probert's stamina, just turning fights into marathons, entertainment, that's a factor too. Yeah, and that's, and that's true. Um, absolutely. And, uh, another, another interesting that was brought up by, uh, by Danny, um, uh, to me, the difference is their head-to-head fight when Brownie was an oiler. Probert got a clear win and a near TKO. They were both in their prime, so that has to be the difference. I think the thing that even gets this discussion going is the fact that Probert went to Chicago after some time off and really wasn't the same as he was as a wing. He was still fighting 20 times a year there, while Brown in his last few years might have been fighting half of that amount. And because of that, we saw Brown remain elite until almost the end, whereas Probert probably slipped out of the top 10 in his last three or four years. Um, and that, that is an excellent point. Um, uh, yeah, it's Probert the last few years, he would have glimpses of it. But like I said, I always say the Probert Bolton fight in the preseason, I always call was Probert's last great fight. And, you know, and, and, um, but he had some tough losses at the end, you know, with, you know, getting busted up by Andre Nazarov and stuff like that. And, uh, you know. And, uh, yeah, and it was, and Probert had phases of like, like I said, even with the, when he'd fight, when he was disinterested, although Nick was kind of, and Nick would know more because he was friends with, personal friends with Probert and stuff, that, you know, Bob was really bad on a shoulder injury that year and stuff, so he wasn't 100% and stuff, but he would really, he'd almost like he'd go, you know what fights I'm talking about, where you kind of go through the motions and stuff, and you're like, fight, but like, what are you doing? Fight back, you know? Um, you know, and I think that kind of, and I mean, from a visual standpoint, I think that's a, that somewhat hurts Probert as well. And yeah, and I think that's a really good point that was brought up that, um, Probert towards the end took some real tough losses. And, um, and, and, and yeah, it, and it's just, you know, you know, air quote, did it hurt his legacy? Yeah, you know, I think in some senses it did. <clears throat> and another, uh, actually another interesting, uh, topic that kind of, or a point that gets brought up is, um, and this is what kind of, I, I differed a little bit, but I know what they meant. Um, there was times when Brown was fighting in the, like the Larry Melnick fight, the Rob Ray fight. Um, when he gets caught, he just sort of quits and it's kind of, oh yeah, okay, we're done. You know, and the Randy McKay one, same thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we're done. Whereas like they said, Probert never did that. Like Probert would like battle back and, you know, maybe he didn't win it, but he wouldn't like just quit. He'd, he'd fight till the end. Um, that's true. Um, I said, I think what happened though, in the Brown and the Melnick in those cases, I think Brown was legitimately out. Like not, not, but I think it was like one of those, like almost like a standing TKO. He just didn't go down, but I I don't think he was there. And I think at that point, he just sort of like straight jacket and it's like, eh, I'm done, you know, cause I don't think he knew where he was. That's just my opinion. Cause he got smoked with those shots, but he just didn't go down. But he was like, like I said, I think he was just in a standing daze. Maybe I'm full of shit, but I don't know. Those are some pretty, you know, tough shots. And, uh, cause there was other fights that Brown took solid shots and kept coming. But I think it just in those instances, I think he just got caught and his, I think the eyes were spinning like slot machines and, you know, didn't know whether, you know, shit piss or steal third at that point. So I think it's just, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, but, but it's true again, as we said, as I was just saying earlier, if you know, you're going to fall appropriate from a visual standpoint. Hey, um, the same thing with Brown in that case, um, you know, from a visual standpoint, it's not a good look. So 
I mean, I don't know. As we, I, like I said, I guess it's it's a it's a never ending kind of debate, and it's a fun one to have. And I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed reading everyone's comments um, about going about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Probert was probably the better fighter. Brown was the meaner of the two. Um, you know, both had their jersey techniques, so I don't. You know, that's not really that's sort of a you know saw off there. Um, uh, you know, Brown was definitely meaner, uh, again, with the visual standpoint, I think they both went through, you know, Brown had that, he quit when he was losing kind of, you know, whatever, uh, vibe to him, uh, or, you know, uh, the case could be made, uh, whereas Probert looked disinterested at other times, plus Probert at the same time, uh, you know, like I said, Brown got out of the game at 32, Probert at 36, um, Probert obviously had a little more, I mean, they were both probably, obviously, from playing that role, etc. were beat up. Um, yeah, again, I'm not saying anything of whatever, but Probert's off-ice activities obviously were different than Brown's, so he had those issues as well, um, that, that obviously would hinder. Um, um, yeah, other than that, um, uh, you know, but at the same time, Probert missed chunks of time uh due to suspensions and everything else. Um so on one hand he missed a lot of two he probably got a chance to heal up a little bit too. Um but um it was interesting like even Nick said uh even Joey Coaster himself way back in the day during their playing days um he was not really high uh well he I mean Nicky put this out on Facebook so it's not like I'm talking out of school but um because um, he's told me the same story on the phone, but um, Coaster really was really uh, early on in the in when in their partnership, Coaster was not real high on Prover's fighting ability. Um, not that he said it was the shits or anything, but he was just kind of eh. you know, Co- like he said, Coaster was big into the power, and he was just like Prover doesn't have any power, and he was a big Dave Brown disciple, like he was like Brownie's the man. And uh, but again, Saskatoon thing, they're both Blades guys. I think played together. Um, you know, obviously friends, uh, coming up at the time. So, I mean, they had, you know, there might be a little bias there. Um, I know if you talk to Coaster now, um, he'll have Bobby as number one. Um, you know, and we're all allowed to change our opinions over the years, of course. Um, it would be interesting to ask Coaster, uh, like a legitimate, you know, um, man-to-man conversation with him about it and basically what made him change his mind on on the on the whole thing and uh you know but like i said there's um you know you know the and you know the case can be made and like we said uh probert beat him i mean you know when they had their one big real fight probert basically dropped him um so well there you go. I mean, and 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 people will use that, and they're like, "That's it. Period. End of story." Well, yeah. Like I said, that that can be, um, but I, I I think the 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 book still has to be open. We can't just close it, and that's it. Um, I think it remains open just due to the fact that the number of guys that have fought both of them and say Brown was the best. I think that can't be um, ignored, from you know Grimson Roberts to Domi. Uh, to Tim Hunter, to you know, etc. Uh, well, I read you the, and you know, I read those to you at the start. Um, I, I don't think that can be, uh, you know, just sort of uh, pushed to the side either. I mean, so 
Yeah, I mean, we could, uh, you know, this certainly, I'm sure, won't be the last time this this topic is ever debated on the show. Um, like I said, guys, yeah, it's the playoff where they're kind of getting into the dog days of summer a little bit. Um, and, and it was just a topic that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to throw it out on social media, kind of get social media bouncing a little bit. Yeah, fuck this playoff shit. You know, I, so what what uh, what way to, to, to get people's hackles up more than Brown versus Probert, you know, and that just got everything going. And... Um, you know, and like I said, for those that took part, took the exercise seriously and, and put in the work and, and cited examples and everything, thank you very much for taking part I, and for humoring me and giving me some, um, some content for the show. It's very much appreciated. For those of you that can't read, you're morons and I blocked you and go away. Um, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. I just, like I said, really, I, whatever. I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but I just, how can grown adults be so, I don't know, it, 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 it's embarrassing. It really is. Um, yeah. But I don't know, like, I, you know, like I said, with this topic, it, there's there's really no right answer. You know, it's just, I mean, everyone looks at things different, right? Um, so with it saying that, where where do I stand on it, right? Um, should I be like Teflon and I'll just I'll ride the fence? No, but as I said at the start, I can see why P- I, I'm open by I can see why people would pick either guy. Cases have been made for either guy. Um, for me, it still comes down to, well, you know, my one of my I'm one of the guys that it's like, well, Probert beat him. That I'm that guy. I'm one of those guys. Um, I have Probert at number one, and uh, like I said, I think he just he he fought more, did it longer. Um, regardless of sort of the results, um, and, you know, and he did it at a, like at, while playing for the most of his career, high end minutes or top line minutes where rather than the fourth line minutes. So, um, I, which I think is definitely a factor, which Tony twist brought up because Tony twist, he was talking about as great as Dave Brown is and everything else. And, and, and like he was saying himself, Dave Brown, guys like that, we played sparingly or, or like we're matchup guys. Um, whereas, uh, Probert played top line minutes. Yeah, but he still has to fight the twists and the Browns. So, um, which twist was like, that's unbelievable. And, you know, and to have the stamina after playing all those shifts and, and whatever, well, you know, he's been like twist says, I'm sitting at the end of the bench just sitting there staring at him all night and getting kind of twitching and getting ready and getting ready for it. And out I go when it's time and he fights me. Whereas he's been, you know, trying to score for the last 15 minutes, right? So there is something to be said for that as well um, in, in terms of the ice time and just where the mindset is. Um, whereas you've got guys preparing for you while you're, you know, probing at other things to do as well as stick up for everybody, um, which actually makes it even more unbelievable now that I'm actually saying it again. Um, so, yeah, I'm a probert number one guy, but, uh, again, I'm not going to yell and name call anybody that says Dave Brown or a Ben Wilson or whoever you have at number one. That's who you have at number one. And if you have your reasons other than just cause man, you know, my guy, I'm just saying, you know, like, no, if you're that idiot, eh, beat it. But if you have, you know, you can back up your statement and this is why, well, all right, you know, and I think then that's what makes the hobby fun. And, and, and that's what makes this kind of show fun. And talking to you guys on the, on the, and like I said, for the people that took it seriously and replied and, and we have that good back and forth and other people have respectful back and forths. And that's cool. That's what those fight boards should be about. That's what it's about. And that's another reason why I did this, not only for a podcast type of, to get some, some, 
just some bullshit to talk about for 20 minutes. It was to get the fight boards back and going and, and get that communication going. Cause, um, I, I think, cause I think people live, crave for that stuff as fight fans. And, uh, so that was fun. So again, I want to, I want to thank everybody who read my posts and took it serious and replied and were, and, uh, and it was fun. And thank you. Um, again, I just wanted to read some of the comments. Let you guys, as you're sitting there listening to this, give you something to think about. And hey, hit me up. Like I said, I'm on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, as well as on Facebook. Um, let me know. What did you think of the episode? Who did you think? Who's your number one? Let me know. Whoever it may be. And uh, and if you're not on social media, you're probably smarter than the rest of us. Uh, but like I said, email me. Hockeyfights at Hotmail.com. Send me an email. I've actually gotten some emails recently from people. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Um, you know, George McVie, uh, but, uh, you'll know, but, uh, I, I appreciate, uh, sending me emails and, uh, yeah, like I said, if you ever just want to email me and I always get back, I'll always get back to you. And, uh, if you have some questions for me or you just want to bullshit or, or whatever, you have a statement or you want to tell me my show sucks ass. All right. I've had those emails too. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And I, uh, you know, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Like I said, I know it's the playoffs and it's hot and we're all out here doing yard work and kids are screaming and school's almost over or, you know, so you're, oh my God, let's get to summer holidays. Um, I, I, I get it. And, uh, at the same time, some of these episodes will be up and down guys. Like I said, I'm battling for content and I just, um, a lot of the stuff lately, especially with the playoffs going on and everything, it sort of get, it sort of gets lost in the in the playoff mumble jumble. And like I said, with with everything going on, I mean, you have basketball playdowns and hockey and blah blah blah. So I mean, you know, like I said, school's almost out, so the kids are all orangutans and they're almost done. So, um, you know, I'm sure listening to podcasts and everything is you know probably uh, you know way down on people's list of priorities. But uh, the fact that you're listening to this right now, I want to thank you for taking the time for listening to the show, um, for always supporting the show. Whatever platform you're listening to this show on, could you rate and review it? It helps me out. Again, if you're on YouTube, hey, again, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, check me out. Um, I have all the leagues sorted. Whatever league you're looking for, type it in. You'll find something. And, uh, oh, I have a whole YouTube saga I have to t- I'll tell you guys about it at a later date. Like I said, for some of we're, for, uh, for something we're just going to wrap about quickly. It's a, it's an hour and 20 minutes in here. So, um, I will shut up and get out of here, but I really want to thank you guys. Um, like I always say, and I, and I'm always serious with this. I know we laugh and joke and yell and scream on here, but, um, the, I know there's a million podcasts out there. Every ex player and their dog has a show now and, and everything else. And there's a million shows. Um, I have said the fact that you chose this idiot in Saskatchewan to listen to my rant and raven. Um, I will, I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. And, and thank you. I know there's, like I said, there's a thousand shows out there. The fact you chose the fourth line voice and you continue to support me. Um, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, you know, like I said, some shows, it's like a fight. Sometimes you win one, sometimes you lose one. Other times you got to draw. So I don't know, maybe this, I don't want to say lost this one. I think I, uh, Maybe we'll call this one a draw. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much again for tuning in. And uh, enjoy the rest of the work week. Let's get through it. And uh, I'll talk to you cats on Sunday.
And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 